Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. This is season two, episode 26, personal development and spiritual growth with coach Robin Veray. I am so excited to discuss our topic today because we have an expert. I've listened to him on Clubhouse for hours and find him so authentic and spiritual. Robin Veray is a personal development trainer. He won his first speech contest in the third grade. (laughs) I love that. Where he realized he had a gift for speaking. At age 16, Robin went through a depression that drove him to find solace in self-help books. After he healed himself, he received a bachelor's in sociology and and an executive MBA with a focus on business and economics from Cal State East Bay College. He then created the Genius Factory on Clubhouse, where he helps inquisitive minds develop the hidden genius that lies within them. He runs the room every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific or 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find him on Instagram at Genius Factory Club. Welcome, Robin. Thank you so much, Jay. Oh my gosh, what an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so humbled. Oh my gosh. Well, we're excited for you to be here. And like I said, I've been listening to you forever and just what you bring into this universe and how you are able to, you know, just bring people together, especially at a higher level, because people have to understand my listeners, you know, you have the executive MBA. So you understand these high level corporate business execs and you do a great job with that. And so when I'm in that room, I hear not only from you, but from them as well. And I pick up so many amazing tips. So definitely Mm -hmm. check out the Genius Factory Club on Clubhouse. All right. So let's start. You've been a successful host, as I said, on Clubhouse, the social audio app. I'm drawn to your club, The Genius Factory, because you break down empowering concepts with anecdotes and insights and because you add a spiritual aspect to the room. And I've noticed uh, highly evolved business people, as I said, who are also spiritual, are often drawn to the club as well. Tell us why you started The Genius Factory and what's the experience been like so far for you hosting this club? Yes. Thank you, Jay. Oh my gosh. So Clubhouse was a godsend when it came uh, in the midst of 2019. And I said, wow, this is an audio app. I can have a platform while we're sheltering in place. And I said, what do I want to speak on? So I love learning, but I hate the school system. Um, I believe <laughs> but that you have an executive it, MBA. <laughs> yeah, right. And well, there's a story behind that. There is a okay, story we behind hear that it. <laughs> because I did drop out for 10 years. That's right. I dropped, I dropped out because I hate the school system. Yeah. So I had to go through my own growth to be like, you know what? Let me just suck it up. And even though the goal is to, you know, get that degree, I am just going to make sure that I'm also learning myself. But in order to reform the system, sometimes you need to be a part of it. Not all the time, but sometimes. Now, so the Genius Factory, I said, you know, I believe we are all born with seeds of genius. We're not all geniuses. We're not all geniuses but we all are born with seeds of genius. And I think that if we have a space in which that seed can be cultivated, there's a chance where that genius can can flourish. 
Dr. Craig Wright, he wrote a book called Hidden Habits of Genius, and he says that a genius is a person of extraordinary mental powers whose original works or insights change society in some significant way for good or ill across cultures and across time. So I believe each of us has that seed, but if we are just stuck in a system where you know, we're just memorizing tests and, and memorizing facts and not even using that, that genius does not develop. But we, if we can create a space where an extraordinary mental power can develop, where we can discover original works or have insights that we have, we can have our chance in changing society in some significant way, hopefully not for ill, but for good. And if we're really good, it can transcend cultures and transcend time. So that's why I created Genius Factory. It's my small attempt at education reform, but every small attempt repeated frequently can create a big change. And it is a big change. It is a big change. I mean, you have a lot of people in those rooms uh, many times, and you do a lot of big, big topics, mm. which I which I love. And I love that you're trying to come at education in a different way because I was the person who, yeah, I did well on a test, but Robin, I can tell mm -hmm. you something. I can't remember anything yeah. because I, yeah. I I memorized it for the test. I regurgitated yeah. it on paper. Can't tell yeah. you a thing. Couldn't tell you a thing yeah. about American history yeah. or anything like that. Isn't that sad? It's sad. It's sad. You know, a lot of the analogies I use are from pop culture. I'll use, you know, philosophy. I'll use spirituality. And one thing I think of, there's a show called The Wire from HBO many years ago. I love The Wire. You love The Wire? I, I think went to college uh, with one of the guys who stars in The Wire. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I forgot if it was season four, the one where it was all about education. There was, mm -hmm. there was. you remember that season? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. He said that one of the students said something that was so deep. He said, the teachers pretend to teach while the students pretend to learn. Wow. And I'm like, wow, wow, that's that's what it is. It's all a facade. Yeah. It's all a facade, you yeah. know. So I'm just like, I if you've known me for a little bit, and if you know just a little bit about me, you know I'm not about the facade at all. Like no. I want the real deal. I shoot it to me straight. I want the real deal. You know, life's too short to play games. I just want the real deal. And that's why you're you're here is not only your spiritual, but I'm drawn to your authenticity because you're one of the most authentic mm. human beings I've ever met. And I have mm. to say this, Robin, the energy mm. coming off you right now, because, you know, I, I read energy, I feel energy. It is mm. intoxicating. You have this amazing <laughs> energy. I'm feeling it wow. swirling all around me. And Mm -hmm. I, I love that because we've, this is the first time we've seen each other. We've heard each other on Clubhouse. Yeah. We've never seen each other. And I'm getting that energy and that energy is infectious. Mm. And now I understand why people are so drawn to the room. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not an accident. Uh, there's techniques. There's, there's techniques that ah. I've, you know, I've learned and I've also developed that I teach, but I do it on myself. So it's not an accident that you feel that. <laughs> okay, so you kind of prepped that beforehand and, and I put did. that energy I out did. there. I ah. did, I did. Stuff that I've learned from Tony Robbins and stuff that I've learned from other coaches, because every coach needs to have a coach, I think. If, if you're gonna be- Amen. If you're gonna be, if, there you go. If you're gonna be the best of the best, if you want, if you don't wanna be the best, then don't get a coach. 
Yep. But if you if you want to get further in your development, uh, we have what's called in, in psychology, it's called a, a scotoma. The psychological term is scotoma, which in the layman's term is blind spot. You know, there's a spot that nobody else can see. No matter how good I am, no matter how good you are, I can't see what I can't see. And so I need an extra set of eyes. Tiger Woods, he has seven coaches watching his swing. Tiger Woods is the best. And why does he need a coach? He has seven. Each angle can look at different things that he can't see and he needs to review the tape and, and all that. So if you just want to be the best, if you just want to get better, then you need at least one coach. I agree with that. And it's funny you bring this up because I was talking about this with the woman I recorded just before recorded with just before you, Sarah Ray Hoagland, who is going to be a couple weeks, a couple, yeah, a couple weeks before you in episodes. We talked about the same thing. Some of these people on Clubhouse who are so powerful and mm. they they do such a great job. They're working with two coaches all the time. Yeah. At, at I least, work with two coaches. Least. There you, know, you, go. you know, and, and that's why there and I also go. said, Sarah and I talked about on the episode, this is why coaches are coming to the forefront is because collectively, mm. spiritually, mm. we need mm. that to keep rising up as a society. Yeah. Yeah. John Maxwell said, it's kind of like being a turtle on a fence post. <laughs> you can't, you can't get there on your own. <laughs> I never heard that. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's great. And I didn't know yeah. Woods had seven. I knew he had coaches. I didn't know he had seven. That's amazing. Again, I learned this from Tony in his, uh, one of his workshops. He mentioned that in this particular, you know, session he did, there was seven. I don't know if he has seven all the time. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah, mentioning, yeah. yeah, there were, there was seven people watching his swing and one of them, because of the angle in which he was looking at his swing, he pointed out the, the centimeter in which his thumb and his index finger was located. And it was that centimeter that made that whole difference. Wow. You know, you don't need to be Tiger Woods, but if you want to be the best of the best, sometimes it's just two millimeters that make a difference. Uh, just like, you know, it only takes two inches to get off the ground. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Robin. Yes. Put that one right in there. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's amazing. Know your audience. You got to know your audience. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. So you told this amazing story of Mm. when you worked in Target to pay your way through Mm -hmm. college, but you found Mm -hmm. yourself personal development training your fellow employees one in particular tell us a story yes Yes. this was 2015 and it was like i i was always top top one two three in sales um, why am i not surprised (laughs) and target you know we all love target right and so we go and there's what's called a, a red card you know, the red card is where you get, you know, 5%, 10% back after purchases and things like that. As an employee, we're supposed to ask people, hey, do you have a red card? Oh, you don't? Here, let's sign you up. So not everybody always asked and not everybody always wanted to care about that. Well, for me, I always wanted to develop my sales skills because um, I learned long ago that if you want to be wealthy, uh, you need to have a business, at least a business. And if you want to be well in your business, you need to learn how to sell. Sales is the most important skill you need to learn in order to 
run a business and in order to be financially free. So I was like, oh, I better learn that skill now. So whether it's as something as simple as if I can sell a target red card, I can I can sell a commercial property. You know, it just you just need to switch the product, but the the psychology is the same. I was getting results and my high performance is what attracted one of the managers uh, there. And he pulled me aside. He was like, hey, what's your secret? And I told him, I was like, well, I said, what do you mean? Well, you're always a top, you're always top in sales. Like, what, what's your secret? And I was like, okay, well, I can tell you, but I got to take you to lunch. Because it's just, the, <laughs> I, I just, it's, it's, a, it's a process. So I took him to lunch. I took him to Sliver Pizza in Berkeley. It's vegetarian pizza, but it tastes like regular meat pizza. <laughs> so I took him there. Pizza shout out. And, I love it. If you're in yes, Berkeley. Pizza shout out. If you're in Berkeley. California. We need to take that to New York, actually. I invited my aunt who lives in New York over here to uh, Sliver, and she said, we need to have this in New York. I'm like, nice. so, yes. Uh, anyway, so I take her to take him Sliver Pizza. Before I take him there, I get on my laptop and just start typing. And it ends like what's in my brain. And it was like 10 pages front and back of the sales process. So I created an unofficial sales process for Target. I printed it out. I didn't send him a PDF because, you know, who knows? I might get intellectual property from that. I might make money or royalties off that. So I just printed it out and showed it to him. And he was blown away. He said, wow, that's amazing. And I said, yes, but then there's more. So I told him about my faith. I believe in Jesus. And I believe that he he's the core of who I am. And I was like, the sales skills is a result of me taking direction from my spirituality. I drew my, what I call the gospel on the napkin, which is just basically, <laughs> you know, yeah, a, a piece of paper that says, here's you, here's God, there's a chasm. And then it's like the cross. sermon on the mount, but the yeah, and the gospel yeah, on the I, napkin. I, I call it a gospel on a napkin. It's very simple. It's like you know, there's a stick figure. Here's you. There's another stick figure on the other side is God, and then in the between there's a chasm. There's a chasm, and I was like, "What's your relationship with God like?" He was like, "I don't know." I'm just like, "Okay, well, let's say this is you on this side. This is God on the other side. There's a chasm. A lot of people are separated from God." I believe in Jesus as his son. So he sent him on the cross to die for our sins, to bridge us to God. So I drew a cross right in the middle as a bridge of the chasm. And then he said, whoa. I was like, yeah, do you believe in this? And then he says, I do. I'm just like, cool. So, you know, like, shall we pray? I was like, yeah, I'll pray. So we prayed. And then the, the rain just started to pour. Wow. You know, and he wow. was like, whoa. Yeah. I said, what do you think happens next? And then he said, I don't know thunder <laughs> as if i as if i was controlling it and <laughs> so anyway it was like yes and that story is me in a nutshell that is the essence of who i am i'm about sales i'm about business but i'm about my spirituality it's like that's the essence of me the core of who i am is my faith but i operate in the business world and my skill level is what attracts people to want to know more about who I am. And when they pop under the hood, it's my prayer that they don't see me, but they see the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. Thank you for your honesty and bringing in religion, because we talk about spirituality here more in a metaphysical way. 
Uh-huh. And Jesus is a special person in the metaphysical world. Um, Believe it. Yes. And and we think of him more, I, I can't speak for all my listeners, but more in the Gnostic gospel way or more the esoteric way. Um, so sure. I really appreciate you bringing that in. And it sounds like you just have this trifecta that just mm. works for you. And yeah. drives everything you do. And I asked you, remember we were testing the audio and I said, what are you doing after this? And you said, going to mm-hmm. church. So I love that you, you're authentic. You walk the walk, yeah. you talk the talk, you walk the walk. I try, I try. I fall <laughs> just like it, just like anybody else. Yep. But when I fall, I get back up again. So. <laughs> yep. And you do, you've done it many times. So yes. as a personal development trainer, you drive people, especially business people, because you have the executive MBA and mm-hmm. understand this world. You understand this corporate world, right? You yep. push your clients to achieve their best results at their highest level and potential, but in a spiritual way, like what you just said. Now, mm-hmm. you have this saying that I love from the Genius Factory. I connect with your uh, statement about ego. Please share this with the listeners. Yes, ego. I say, take the E out of ego and just go. Yeah, it's one of one of the catchphrases that I picked up a lot. Like you know, I go to seminars, I read books. I'm a sponge of these little gems, and uh, these things are very catchy and they bring a lot. And so I heard this at a seminar years ago, and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna take that. Take the E out of ego and just go. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Your life is not about you. And the sooner we get to that realization in your life, the easier your life will get. And the more doors will open up to understand that my life is not about me. Uh, We are such an ego-driven era that we think it's just me, me, me. You know, you're here to serve me. How much can I get? How much money can I make? How much sales can I get? And we think that our lives are about us. Martin Luther King calls it the drum major instinct, the drum major instinct. We want to be at the front of the line, the drum line. Mm. Um, but it's that drum major instinct that also causes a lot of evil, that also causes a lot of strife, that also causes a lot of hate. It's me versus you. Now, where I'm coming from, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm about personal development, I'm about spirituality, it's flipped. Because if you want to be the greatest, you have to be the least. This is what Jesus is saying. Even Tony, when Tony talks about, there's a difference between- Tony Robbins, the, just to clarify. Tony Robbins. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Tony Robbins. I love how you there's just call him diff- Tony. You're like- Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Tony Robbins, he says there's a difference between the science of fulfillment and the art of success. You can be successful, but then not fulfilled. Or you can be fulfilled, but then not successful. Robin Williams, very successful, but he wasn't fulfilled. He ended up taking his life. And so how do you balance it? And the thing is, when you're talking about ego, you're driven by significance. How significant can I be? When you take the E out of ego and just go, then you're driven by contribution. How can I contribute? What can I give? And when you flip the attitude from what can I get to what can I give, then you are operating at that balance between success and then fulfillment. You can get both. 
you need to be aware of it and you need to practice it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And going back to your sales point, Mm -hmm. what I try to do is I try to attract clients through meditation, everything, my soul clients that Mm -hmm. need me. Like it's not about me. It's, it's about no. my services and how I can help them. So it's not about me getting That's a client. Right. It's about these people are frustrated because they can't mm. write their book and they don't know where to start. And I put mm. that energy out yep. and then they're attracted, not nothing to do with me, no ego in it. They're attracted to my mm-hmm. services so I can help them. So I think that's what that's right. you did in target with sales as well. You were saying to these people, you know what? I can tell that you need in a good way this red card and I can tell mm-hmm. it's going to help you and it's going to serve you and it's going to help you save money. And I see you in target coming in every week mm-hmm. and you tapped into that. So I love that. I just want to say that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's everyone's tuned into this radio station called W I I F M what's in it for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought tune, you were being serious. <laughs> no, no, no. If you can tune into that, you know, what's in it for me, then it's like, okay, I'm here to serve you, you know? Yeah. And and that's that's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I've learned that your two boys are Jesus and Tony. There you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> one saved my life and one changed my life. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful though. I love that. So we have yeah. the trifecta here of Robin, Tony, Jesus all around. There you go. There and you we go. mean that with respect, by the way, towards Obviously. Jesus for any anyone who's listening. Okay. We think of, of him very highly. So yes. the highest. So, all right. So now we're getting on to Tony Robbins. I'm dying to hear about this one. Life coaching Mm. maven Tony Robbins has extensively coached you. I watched his documentary, I Am Not Your Guru, on Netflix. He's a fascinating and complex person. His messaging lands with so many people, even big names like Oprah. Watching the documentary, I was struck by his use of language. He constantly swears at his audience. I mean, an incessant barrage of F-bombs, but it works. And he discusses why it works in the film. At the same time, I do find Robin spiritual, and I know some pretty spiritual people who gravitate towards him, including you. Saying all this, tell us why you chose Tony Robbins as your main coach and what you received from his workshops and practices. Yes, I would love to. There's a lot in that question. Uh, yeah, so I, I, will, <laughs> I, I will. I will start piece by piece uh, with the language piece when you were mentioning about being struck by his language, because I, I was as well. I, I did watch I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix as well. I was a little turned off because of the vulgarity, because I, you know, I decided not to use vulgarity after I was 16 years old. Here's another story behind that. Not because I'm trying to be frou-frou or wholesome or goody-goody, but it was that age when I said, I don't want any negative in my life. I believe that negative out, negative in, that if something is coming out of my mouth that's negative, I can expect that negativity will come back. Negativity is in the world regardless. I can't control racism. I can't control gas prices. I can't control what's going around, but I can control what's in my mouth and I can control what's in my mind. So... If I choose not to put negative words from my mouth, I can expect not to get as much negativity coming around. That's just in my mind. Yeah. So let's go into the Tony Robbins. I've met Tony Robbins on screen, you know, in the 90s, just like everybody else during his infomercials. And I was like, who's this guy? 
You know, I was like, this guy looks kind of funny. I was very skeptical. Just like, okay, I don't know this guy. Looks like a used car salesman. Don't know. But then as the decades kept going by, you just can't deny his results and the people that he's attracting. Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, both Clinton and Bush, um, Serena Williams, John Wooden, the list of people that are just like attracted to him. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I better pay attention. So last year, I, this was my own personal transformation. You know, this was shelter in place. I lost my job. I was 20 pounds overweight. I was a little depressed. I didn't know where I was going and I was just stuck at home and we were in the pandemic and I was 39 years old and I'm just like, this sucks. Like <laughs> here I am. I've read, I've read all these personal development books. I've coached people, but it's just like, what happens when your coach needs coaching? I need some help. So January of last year, I drew a line in the sand and I said, this was my declaration. I said, I am going to completely rewire my nervous system to be an ultimate success machine. That mm. was my declaration. I declared it in January of last year. A couple days later, a friend of mine sent me a link of free, it was called Tony Robbins New World New You uh, virtual seminar. I was like, I don't know. I saw his, I saw his, uh, documentary and i i was impressed of what he was able to do to heal relationships but i i was still like i didn't like his vulgarity and i was like oh okay but well, let me click on it clicked on it five days for free i was like wow he paid just thousands for this wow so i'm just like i let me do it and it's virtual so i took all five days took 60 pages of notes and there was there was not one f bomb dropped interesting and what i realized was because what he did on date with destiny was specific for that program he doesn't talk like that all the time mm. he he used it for that program date with destiny is that's his flagship ultimate one week program where it's like you go there your life has changed so in order for you to really change your life, he uses those words as a technique. For example, you know, you stub your toe, you don't, you're like, oh, you don't say, oh, shoot. Sometimes you'll be like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like you're the through authenticity, authenticity comes out. So if you really are trying to like, like you don't say, okay, I got to change my life. I got to say, no, you say, I F and I. I fucking have to change my life, you know, like, yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 you have, you know, so it's, it's that it's because of that. It's just like, I'm going to use the most extreme language for me to change my state. And this is part of mm. what he talks about in order for you to change your state. Here's some free Tony for you guys to change your state. There's three things. Number one, it starts with your physiology, your body. Everything starts with your body. Number two is your focus. And number three is your language. If you can change your physiology, your focus, and your language, you change your state. So if you're trying to change your life, sometimes you need to use language that will shock you to go from that old life to your new life. But then once you are in that new life, you might want to be aware of more of the language that you're using to understand that you're now in your new normal. I took his program last year, changed my life completely, oh 12 my months. 
Yeah. I took those virtual. notes. Virtual. And virtual. It was virtual. Man, we got to get you to a workshop to walk across those coals. Uh, so <laughs> we couldn't walk off the coals because of COVID. So he sent oh. us a, bo- a board to break. He mailed us a board. Oh. We broke it. We broke a board with our fist. Oh, cool. And so I did that for the first time. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yes, yes. Do you have a video so, of that? I do have a video of that. Oh, and you know what? When we, this episode drops, I'll remind you. Sure. And I'd love for you to put that video up so our, uh, the listeners sure. can see it. And they can go to okay. the Genius Factory and follow you. There you, there you go. Yeah. And my website, robinveray.com. It yes. should be up at that time. Yes. Okay. And we will remind <laughs> listeners at the end as well. Uh, okay, wonderful. So I broke the board. Anyway, fast forward 12 months, I took it, changed my life completely. I lost the 20 pounds. My confidence shot up. I doubled my income. Just I just completely changed. Wow. And not only that, I wrote down what I wanted for my ideal partner. I was single at the time. Oh. And guess what? She showed up a month later. Oh my gosh, I love that. It was just like to the T, everything that I said, everything that I wanted, I wrote it down. As you level up, who do you need to be in order for you to attract that person that you want? Yes. It's that's what you need to do. And that's what I worked on. And that's what happened. That's what happened with me and my husband. I wrote out a list. I think same yeah. as you. And he yeah. hits every, you know, everything on that list. And I think it was Robin, I think it was the same as you. I think it was around a month later. He yeah, came into my yeah. life. He, we were friends, but distant friends. And then things yeah. started to evolve. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it's, it's Jay, it's even better, though, because I had this list, but then she appeared and there was things not on that list that, that I love that I didn't even know that I wanted. That's what's even amazing. Even I agree. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, there was things that I had that I wanted but she doesn't have now. However, she has things that wasn't on my list, but I realized, oh, I'd rather have that anyway. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's, you, it's amazing. You focused on the feeling and you focused mm-hmm. on that. And then you were open to the universe saying, okay, yes, you know, I'm open to this person. You manifested even more than you, that you sought out to manifest. I'll tie this back to a genius reference. So, you know, Schopenhauer says that talent hits a mark that no one else can hit, but genius hits a mark that no one else can see. Talent hits a mark that no one else can hit, but genius hits a mark that no one else can see. When you look at Henry Ford, at that time, before the automobile, he was the one who introduced the automobile to the world. He was the only person that could see a car. At that time, it was just horses. So if he were to ask people what they wanted, they'll say, I want a faster horse. Good point. But because Henry Ford was the genius that he was, he was like, no, 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 no. You don't even know what you want. I got something that you want that you don't, you, I can't even explain it to you. You just got to see it when I'm done making it. He created the Model T and changed the world. And it's like, wow, this is better than a faster horse. <laughs> you know, so cool. I use that analogy. Yeah, yeah, I use that analogy as, you know, wow, 
I have a, a automobile instead of a faster horse in reference to my, <laughs> to my partner. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love that reference. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. have a thoroughbred. You have you have a, that's a, a right. Mustang. That's there what you have a Mustang. I got it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Not the that's horse, right. the car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, so that's funny. Right. One of the reasons I brought you on is many spiritual people have the misunderstanding that to remain metaphysical and spiritual, you can't be the business person. I find this untrue, obviously with you, obviously with everyone we're talking about, right? Successful people like Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Oprah, all of these people. Can you give the listeners a tip or two if they want to achieve their highest potential business-wise, but remain spiritual? If you look at Tony Robbins, he he had a mentor named Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn taught him something that stuck with him. He said that we are all equal as souls, but we're not all equal in the marketplace. We're all equal as souls, but we're not all equal in the marketplace. So your soul is just as valuable as mine. But the value that you bring and the value that I bring are different. And it's based on that value, that market value is what determines your income. So a lot of times in business, if you're not spiritual, you're driven by money. And sometimes people will sell their soul for the money. (laughs) Um, A lot of times people say that, oh, you know, money is the root of all evil. Well, If you look into the scripture, the Bible actually doesn't say that. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Interesting. And so what I say is in order to be successful in business, but also be spiritual, you have to love people and use money and not the other way around. I love that. (laughs) Love people, but use money, not the other way around. And the gospel is good news. Don't let the gospel of wealth replace the wealth of the gospel. Don't let the gospel of wealth replace the wealth of the gospel. So it's important to understand from the beginning why you want to be in business and understand that money is a tool that supports life. It's a tool that supports life. It's not life itself. And so as long as you start off the game with everything in in its proper order, your money will support you to bring more life. But if you get caught into the whole rat race and you're lost, you'll be careful that you may lose your soul. And that's where that's where the danger is. Because there's so many people who have lost their soul in the pursuit of wealth. And they think that this world is all there is and they get lost in the traps and the material, the best things in life are not things. So it's important to understand the difference between business and your spirituality and how to use your spirit to be successful in business, but understand that business is just a tool to touch more lives. Okay. So you're grounded, your essence is your spirituality, and then you use that business to reach and serve other people. Absolutely. I actually, so I got my BA in sociology, but before that I started as a philosophy major because I just want the truth. I never thought I'd be in sales, never thought I'd be in business. I thought they were just opposite. Like if I just want truth, why do I need business? 
And then I, I understood more that business is applied philosophy. Business is applied philosophy. If you, if you have, if you have the right philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Well, yes. Robin, I love everything you said today. Do you have any last thoughts? You're fire today. So any last thoughts you want to <laughs> impart onto our listeners? Yes. If we can think of ourselves as a shape, circle, square, triangle. The destination of these shapes is to be more of who we are. The destiny of the circle is to be a sphere. The destiny of the triangle is to become a pyramid. The destiny of the square is to be a cube. The circle is not supposed to be a triangle. The triangle is not supposed to be a square. We're not in competition of each other. We are here to be more of who we already are. So I would encourage everyone to take that extra step. Who are you? Are you a circle? Are you a square? Are you a triangle? And then when you find out what you are, what's the next step to do to become more of who I am? Sometimes you need a coach to do that. And also, we all have that seeds of genius. So don't go to the grave with your music still in you. Don't live that life of quiet desperation. Understand that you have that seed planted inside and go and find the right resource so that seed can be developed. Robin, you were just fire today. I am so happy you came on. I'm so honored. And we need to know where to find you. So would you please tell us and I will put it in the show notes. Yes, thank you so much, Jay, for having me. You can find me on Instagram at Genius Factory Club. Genius Factory Club. You can also go to my website, robinveray.com. And then you can press on the link so that you can get a free call you can connect with me to discover more of your genius and we can set a time in order to uh, go into some next steps to work with me. Love it. Love it. And I just want to spell your name for anyone who um, is visually impaired. It's R-O-B-I-N-V-I-R-A-Y.com. Correct? That's correct. Okay. All right. Perfect. So until next time, Live your life two inches off the ground. Oh, I love how you said that, Robin. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jay. I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know there are many podcasts out there, but you decided to listen to this one. If you expanded your spiritual and metaphysical knowledge in any way after listening to this episode, then I need your help. Please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. This gives my podcast more visibility to potential new listeners, and it motivates me to continue creating content for you every week. Leaving a review takes less than one minute and is highly appreciated. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. <laughs>